What's up, guys? Welcome to The Rob Bailey Show. It's me and my great little friend, Austin, here. Um, I've been away for a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, I've had a bunch of stuff going on. I was, I was sick. We cover a lot in this podcast. Um, if, um, if you're interested about my thoughts on COVID or the current states of America, I'm going to hit you with that really, really fast. And I'm going to offend you really, really fast. <laughs> And um, you might unfollow or whatever people do now. Um, and that's fine with me. I don't give a fuck. You can suck my fucking dick. Um, and then we move on to a little inspirational period about taking inventory of your life, which I think is really beneficial. And then we end on talking about Austin's house. That's accurate. Yeah. And that's it. So it's a, it's a little <laughs> bit of a roller coaster of a show, but I think there's tons of value. Um, there's tons of places for you to get offended if you get offended. Um, and then there's a little bit of inspiration in there. We cover everything in this show. We're like the fucking variety pack. You know? Mm-hmm. We're like a weird, I don't know, something. Ten. No, you're, you missed five, it. Five. You missed it. One, three. No, two, the one. song's playing. Uh, you fucking blew it. Bro, I gotta take, I gotta take this thing out of my mouth. Do I seem any more focused right now? No. Okay. Oh. And it's because I've, um, I've also consumed a lot of that shit. So maybe I'm like already master focused. This is only my second bit of caffeine today. Yeah, but it's 300, right? 300 and then pre-workout this morning. Mm. So you're at 600 for the day. Uh, yeah. Close. Yeah. Oh probably. my God. But it's like two, one o'clock. It's going to stunt your growth, bro. I'm done growing. No, you're not. Why? You're gonna still getting jacked, right? Yeah, I just. Started you wanted doing to go pro, but you I have to stay start, bantamweight. So I just you can't doing TRT. Did you really? No. Why would you even make a joke like that? I got so excited. You told me not to. I don't think you need to. I think you seem like you have your shit together already. Yeah, I. Kinda and you're do. young. You're a youngster. How old are you? Thirty. I'll be thirty-four soon. Oh my God! You're not even thirty-five years old yet. No. I'm so old. You're I'm in your old. prime, though. Am I in my prime? I don't know. Do you feel like you're in your prime? Um, There's been days where like you feel like you're in yeah, your prime. Yeah, I feel like I'm in my prime today. Well, then there you go. I feel really, really good today. Um, and then as long as I don't take my shirt off. what Then what happens? I don't. I feel like a sloppy old man right now. Oh. I've had a couple bad weeks. We you, haven't even been here, dude. You've had struggle. We you've haven't. Had the, podcast, the podcast has been put on hold because I've just been a mess. I forget how to do these. What do we talk about on these? We talk about anything we want. Oh, uh, Bryson just hit 220 ball speed. I just saw that on Instagram. I'm not sure what that means. Is that baseball? Uh, golf. Oh, golf. Yeah. Well, that's not. I mean, nobody really cares about that because there's so much technology in the clubs, and then they're all on <laughs> fucking steroids. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Bro, I bought I bought a club, and on the bottom of my driver, it had like a, a turn the speed up thing with a little Allen wrench, and I was like, yeah. crank that speed up, bro. Tune it, yeah. I tuned it through the roof. And then I'm using girls' balls, so I just whack them even harder. Mm-hmm. Bro, there's, it, I'm not even impressed by 220. Let golf me think speed of what else is in relevant news. Plus, you know why you, you know why you did that, right? Why? Because Steve Cook taught him how to exercise. Yeah. How do you know? You saw them training. I saw that on Steve Cook's. Well, so I saw it on Steve Cook's Instagram, and then I saw you like. Uh, I think masturbating to it on your lunch break. I didn't do that. I did. I geeked out a little bit about it, and they yeah. were training at Flex's gym. Would, Wait, really? It all lines up where, like, I easily could have been there if someone called me. 
Who who would call you? I don't know. Like if Steve would have called me or Bryson been like, yeah, we got this thing going on. If you want to come down here for it, I'd have been there. That was like Thanksgiving. I, I probably wouldn't have been there though because that was Thanksgiving, and we had Black Friday huh. to do. So like, are you? So I don't understand. So you're like you're mad at Steve? Um, no. I feel like I shouldn't be mad at him, but I feel like that's an instance where like I could have easily been there by accident. I think Steve texted me recently, and I think I left him on red. Really? I I, th- I think it so. probably says you and Austin should come. Oh my God! Hold on, let me look. Let me train search. with Bryson and I. All right. First of all, first of all, let's look at this number. You on your old phone? Seven hundred and seventy-nine text messages. That's Whoa. the old phone. That's too many. That's my old phone number. Uh, and we're gonna search Steve. Can you legally do this on air? Steve Cook. Up. Oh. He didn't message me through here. Okay, so my last message to him, it's him leaving me on red. <laughs> I was How completely wrong. How the tides wrong. have turned. But if I go to Instagram, I think I left him on red on Instagram. So we, I guess we have this weird relationship. If he where, says that you and I should have been there bro, for him and that Bryson. that might be it. I'm going to smash my head into the wall. Oh, fucking I hope that's it. Because I'm not even. Hold on, hold on, hold crazy. on. Some shit. Oh, he just said, I got to come up and see this place. What place? Uh, I guess the new warehouse. Oh, tell them to come up. In the summer, him and I could golf together. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, no, we... It's his turn. Well, it's... I think no one's left on red. I should say that. Okay. But he says once his uh, girlfriend's out of prison... Oh, she's in uh, Australia, She's in Australia, right? which is like fucking Australia right now. Holy fuck. If you're from Australia, I feel really bad for you. And it's weird because like a lot of my friends that were like standing up for themselves in Australia... They're so tired now that they're just like, yeah, you're right. Take it's away, happening. take away all my rights. Do you do you know what's going on in Australia right now? No, we could save that for a different time. though. I don't know if we lose viewers when we go too political. It's not political. Just Australia uh, is absolutely letting all their freedom go away, uh-huh. and they're being fucking bitch boys about it. And like all my yeah, all my friends that I thought were like badass Australians, I'm starting to realize that they're they might just be little bitch boys. Like America's like the last generalize. country. America's like the last country that's like there's actually people here staying the fuck up. And like I've seen a couple Canadians stand up, but like majority of everybody's just like, yeah, you're right, take away all my rights. Like part of the reason I wasn't here is because I had fucking corona, right? Mm-hmm. And like I'll tell you what, so we went around normal doctors because normal doctors won't prescribe it. And then we uh we got in touch with a naturopath and got fucking ivermectin. Bro, if you take ivermectin fucking 24 hours you're better so you're fine now dude 24 hours after it was like actually 12 hours so i took it that night i took nine pills the next morning i woke up and i felt fine they're little tiny 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 pills like they're smaller than aspirin they're really they're oddly small so dana took four and i had to take nine because i'm a big fat asshole (laughs) but dude 24 hours so i was also doing uh what 50 50, ius of vitamin d Uh does that sound right yeah. Three times a day. It's a lot. 50,000, three times a day? So the 10,000. You're going to turn into the fucking sun. So the 10,000 <laughs> I used. So I was doing that three times a day. So I did that for two days. And then the end of the second day, I took ivermectin for, uh, I took nine pills at night. And I woke up the next morning and I was fine. And I took nine pills the next day. And then I was just like, good. So you And went, Dana was the same exact way, dude. So but, you, uh, that's kind of why you haven't been training, right? But doctors won't prescribe it. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's crazy because it's like you can totally take it. You can take it because we Googled it and I looked up and you can even take it if you're not sick. Like you could take it right now for no fucking reason and it wouldn't matter. But the fact that like our normal doctor wouldn't give it to us, um, insurance wouldn't cover it. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like they won't things that actually do work that actually get you better. They won't let you take it. Fucking bullshit, dude. The government's the government's uh, out of fucking control right now totally out of fucking control and there's no one policing them and half the nation um fucking sucks they're fucking bitch boys all right we're off to a hot start but they are yeah they are and it's it's really really disappointing all right so uh yeah that's why i was out last week because I, I had a little corona and i had to fly to florida florida but and now i'm back and i For watched now i watched dan run mm-hmm. and uh now i'm back in the office dude and I'm uh, kicking ass and taking names. Whose names? There's not very many people's names here to take. So you're just, whose ass are you kicking? Just general? You guys. Whoa, what do you mean? Your ass. What about my ass? I might, uh, kicking it. Don't, don't do that. Well, listen, right before this podcast, did I not say something really intense to you? And you're like, oh, so many thoughts in my head. I'm not actually going to like yeah. kick your ass, but figuratively, mm-hmm. the concept that I gave to you right oh, before yeah. this figuratively, podcast. Oh, yeah, figuratively, you fucked me up for today. Yeah, I fucked you up, fam. But in a good way. And then yesterday, I think I sort of fucked up uh, in in the other meeting, the supplement meeting we had. I sort of came in and was like, this is what I want. Oh, yeah, Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Kick some asses there. I'm kicking asses, bro. You know what I think you did kicking my ass today is you gave me a permission slip. I 100% did. I am and so it's, excited it's to see what you do. It's kind of intriguing. I am so excited to see what you do. I have to tactfully. It could be an interesting thing we talk shit, about. Bro. It could be an interesting thing we talk about in CCV. Ooh, this right. permission we, we, slip you've yeah, given me. Yeah, yeah. CCV. Uh, speaking of CCV, since this is releasing, um, anyone who's not part of my mentorship group, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about, clear, calculated, and vicious, and I can one hundred percent say without a doubt, it's been one of the most pivotal things in my life. Um, it essentially, everything that I do that makes me excel, I'm putting together in a program and in the program, it's forced me to actually do the things I excel at. Right. Mm -hmm. So like everyone knows like, Oh, if I wake up and I stretch every day, life gets better. But if you're not like really holding yourself accountable, you don't wake up and stretch every day. Who the fuck does that? Mm -hmm. But essentially with this group is I'm holding myself accountable to have these thoughts and go through these actions with everyone. And it's, dude, it's, it's fundamentally changed my life. I'd agree. And it's changed my, everything just feels so much better. And I wish I would have done it earlier. It's, it's the practices I've done my whole life, but now I'm actually like holding myself accountable and writing them down. Now, I think the exciting part about that mm -hmm. is you, my little friend Mm -hmm. have been working on a secret project Mm -hmm. and you made an app. It's ready. And it's ready. And we're going to beta test it next week. And then we're going to let the rest of the group in the following week. Yeah. And then around the first week of January, February, February, I don't even know what date. <laughs> I'm not good with dates. You know that first week of February, we're going to open it up to, to allow people in the public. Oh my God. Not all the public. I don't want everyone in. Like if you're one of those fucking losers that whoa, thinks you whoa, should be vaccinated whoa. or thinks you should wear a mask or thinks that you need a vax pass to go anywhere. I don't want you in my fucking group. You know what I want you to do? Whoa. I want you to run out in fucking traffic and get hit by a car. And get hit by a car by someone who's wearing a fucking mask. Wow. Okay? Don't, don't get hit by a car and ruin one of these, like, real Americans' days. Get hit by a car. I wish they could see my face. 
Austin's, I don't know if Austin's on board with this, <laughs> but I 100% stand by this message. And if I ever run I for, if I ever run for any government office, oh. that's going to be my stance. My stance is going to be, Hey, if you don't agree with me, run in fucking traffic. Cause that's where I'm at now, dude. I'm fucking over it, man. I'm so fucking over it. I, the problem is I've been in Montana too long and Montana is fucking perfect. Yeah. And then you leave Montana and you go to some of these other states and you realize that like people are still wearing masks. People are still scared. People that literally have no fucking power, people that work in retail that are making $11 an hour all of a sudden thinks that they're fucking cops. <laughs> they think that they have the right to be like, hey, you get out of this building right now. Or they think that outside or where the fuck you're at, they have the power to somehow tell me what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. I'm 6'3", 280, and I'm pretty fucking strong, <laughs> right? Yeah. You think that your little 110-pound ass who's scared of fucking coronavirus can tell me what to do? Can, can threaten me in some fucking kind of way? Get bullshit, motherfucker. Yeah. Bullshit. You, I, and I've been watching that guy online. Who? The fucking guy that when the gun's to your head from the back seat, he bop, 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 karate chops you and takes the gun away. Oh, that fucking dude. <laughs> De- Destro- Detroit urban survival. He's everywhere, right? Dude, he is fucking great. And you know what the greatest part is? He low-key knows that he's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you seen him act with anyone else? Uh-uh. Like, so now influencers are training with him. Oh, I haven't seen and that. And you can, you can sort of tell that he knows that he's ridiculous. So he's like playing the game a little he's, bit. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he believes in his tactics. And I think that, yeah, like if someone points a Nerf gun at you, <laughs> chances are you can smack the gun away um, before they fire. The but, Nerf gun. The Nerf gun. But chances are in real life, yeah. you're going to be so scared and that dude's going to be so amped up that it's not some Nerf gun you training. You ever have a gun pulled on you? Uh, once, yeah. Really? Yep. It was, it was the scariest thing ever. Yep. And the, the scariest reason was when I had the gun pulled on me, it was for no reason. What do you mean? So um, I was at in Shippensburg. You know Shippensburg <laughs> College? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. So Shippensburg uh, is where my brother went. Uh-huh. And um, so I was going on like recruiting visits uh, for football. So I was in, what grade was I in? You'd be in high school then, right? I was, uh, was like of course, I was in high school. It was prior to college. Come on now, I'm so trying to think what grade I was in. I think I might have been in the beginning of 12th grade or the end of 11th grade. Yeah, junior year is usually when you. Yeah, so I started getting recruited a little bit early, and um, no, wait, it was after my shoulder surgery. It was seen, must be senior year. So um, I just had shoulder surgery, and uh, I I wasn't drinking because I was straight edge at the time, but I was like going around to all the parties and everything like that, and like you meet the girls and you do all that shit. So I was doing that, and I walked out of a party, and a um, so Shippensburg. Once again, I don't know if, how much you know about it, but it's very uh, racist. Okay. So <clears throat> like, I'm not saying the school's racist, but there's this odd division between like black people and white people, uh-huh. and they just hate each other. So like, like I was obviously hanging out with a mixture because I was on the football team, but it just sort of seemed like. They kept being like, oh, yeah, like, make sure you stay away from the black frats. Make sure. And I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> like, all my yeah. other visits, no one told me about that. So when I walked out of one of the houses, it was like a short a short sidewalk. And I walked out, and there was a, uh, a Honda CRV, and it rolled real, real slow. And the passenger seat just fucking pointed. And it was like, really? of course, the most dramatic, big, shiny fucking revolver ever. <laughs> and they just pointed it right at me, like, real, real slow. And I just, 
Like, you know, you think of all these things you're going to do. Like, you're like, yeah, oh, but I'm going to, but then you don't do I'm going to dive and I'm going to like run uh-huh. back in the house and I'm going to do all these things, bro. Or I'm going to be like, shoot me, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, like bring uh-huh. it on. I'm King Kong. Bro, I just fucking froze. Yeah. And I just stood there and I just like, I just wide eyed doe, like a, when a deer gets yeah. in the road. And I just like looked at it and he just drove. And I just like, I remember seeing right at the barrel and just looking and being like, fuck. And he just drove and like, maybe 20 yards just aimed it at me and we just both stood there and didn't move. And then he pulled the gun back in the car and drove away. And I was like, and you were like, damn college isn't for me. And then my boys came out and, and I was like, bro, someone just aimed a gun at me. They're like, what? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. Some black guy in a car just drove by and aimed a gun at me. He's like, ah, fuck that shit. Don't worry about it. And I was like, don't worry about it. And that's when I was like, I am not coming here. Fuck this school. Holy shit. So you went to Art Institute instead, right? No, no, no. I went to uh, oh, Westchester, Westchester University right. and um, played Never football. Never partied at Westchester. Played football there. Really? Yeah. I don't, I used to go to LaSalle to party, Temple. I never went to Penn State to party. Went I didn't really to, party. I, I mostly just went to work. Yeah. I partied pretty hard freshman year. Good for you, man. Well, you're done now. Yeah. You're like retired. Like even when I, I don't invite really drink you, anymore, no. when I'm like, hey, we should go here to party. You're like, nah, that's cool. I Yeah. I don't know. I discovered about that about myself recently. What? I'm like a, is that an introvert? Yeah. So I don't like, I don't like who you are right now. <laughs> okay. Um, sometimes I like really appreciate the introvert side of you, uh-huh. but other times I, 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 I think overall, I don't like how much of an introvert you're becoming because mm-hmm. I don't think that you're actually that much of an introvert. I think right now you're dealing with some stuff where like you, you have some projects on your plate, you have some different things yeah. that it's it's easier for you just to become an introvert than actually be who you are. So I'd agree. I think you need to clear all that shit up mm-hmm. so you can start being fun. Austin again. What's, I like what's, part of the introvert thing. Like I like that you've tracked your macros every day for the last 15 years. That don't have it's anything. Great. That, uh, that a little doesn't bit. have anything to do with my uh, introvert side. Well, so when you're like, Hey man, do you want to go to dinner? And you're like, no, I'm going to go home. I have chicken and rice. And tonight I eat, life, I haven't done that. I eat months. life cereal. Yeah. It's cause no one invites you out to eat anymore, bro. Yeah. That's why. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not saying it's just happened, but what I'm saying is like, there's some things, the little things that we need to fix to get like uncle, not uncle Austin, <laughs> but like no, tea, tea time Austin. We yeah. need him around more. Um, I have too much stress on my plate I know. We need recently. to, I need to do that too, dude, because I we, think, and that's what I wanted to talk about earlier when you brought up CCV, the cool thing that it's like done from me being on like a being on the inside, but also kind of running through it as like a, let's just say a member is it's brought, uh, attention to areas that were like stressing me out that I didn't realize like, Oh yeah, I couldn't just control this. Yeah. And it's heightened my awareness of like things I like and things I don't like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it, it and that's the greatest thing about the group is like life's a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like there's so many things being thrown at you every day. And unless you actually like take a step back and you take inventory of what you want and you, you'll, you'll end up like getting drag. Right. And I think of it as a boat, you know, I like, I like my boat references, Mm -hmm. but essentially what happens to a boat is like, like barnacles and shit get built up on the boat and like the boat doesn't go through the water as smooth. And like year after year, like all of a sudden you got fucking all sorts of barnacles and shit clinging onto your boat. So like every once in a while, you got to pull your boat up out of the water. You got to fucking clean it, you know, and you got to scrape all the shit off the side and get it back to where it is. And you're, you know, I think that's the same thing in real life, right? Like we all get 
even even me, like <clears throat> as, as powerful as I am and as much confidence as I am, I have this like things just it's like, no, this is what I do. Yeah. Like and you've noticed this too, like no, I, I wake up at 4 a.m. and I'm here at 4.45 or 5 o'clock so that I can do cardio and I can do this and I can do this and I can be, uh, I can be at my desk by 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And like, no, that's what Rob Bailey does. And then like I started to sort of get run down and after Black Friday, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I need to keep showing up at 4 a.m. Like, and now I show up between 7 and 8 and like, dude, my mornings are incredible. Yeah. Like I have so much time. I like, I don't feel rushed. I'm getting tons of sleep and I'm like, oh yeah. But like me saying like, oh no, that's the version of me that has to be done. Like I have to train here. I have to do this cardio. I have to do, it's like, no, you don't have to do that. And I think the same thing in the business world, the same thing with, you know, what responsibilities and like the same thing, like, you know who you are. I know mm-hmm. who I am, but that's who I am is a, is like a perception and it's a bunch of different pieces that I assembled to myself. Right. Like, it's like you make yourself a Mr. Potato head <laughs> and you take all these characteristics and cause like, even you, you're like, I'm a golfer. You put that on there. You mm-hmm. like, this is how I like to spend my weekends. Boop. And you, 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 you build yourself out to who you want to be. And I think a lot of times it's things that you actually want. And then I think a lot of times it's things that are put on there because of outside forces or because you think that's who you should be, or you've been doing this for so long. And it's like, well, maybe that's not you, bro. Yeah. And I think that every once in a while you need to take a step back. You need to look at the fucking Mr. Potato Head and realize that there's a bunch of shit attached to that that you need to pull off. Barnacles. Barnacles. And that's what I think we're really doing in CCV is, you know, and once again, I'm, I know this, I'm, I'm not trying to hard sell it, but it, it's, it's a pivotal thing in my life. And even if you don't sign up, even if you don't sign up for the amazing app that Austin built that's coming out <laughs> in the first week of February, um, it, it's make it take inventory of your life and just make sure you know the purpose behind your doing things. You know, <clears throat> yeah. The one term that you used a couple of times on the call last night that I told you I liked was like building your personal brand book, like your personal, yeah, yeah your personal brand book. It's figuring out who you are as a brand, and I think that in in the rebirth of Flagner Fail, let's say that, or the launch of Run Everything, what's one of the big things we did is we sit back and we're like, okay. What is this brand? What does this brand do? You know, what do we expect from this fucking brand? You know, what, you know, what does this brand wear every day? Where does this brand show up at? What's the, what's the voice? How's it sound? What words they use? What do they talk about? And I think that that's something we got lost with, with Flagner fail because, you know, we not got tired of always being inspirational or always saying like, let's show up or like, I'm here to, you know, work, hustle, kill or all these different things. But like, realizing that no that is the brand Mm -hmm. that's what the brand shows up and does and i think that that's why people come to the brand that's why they show up when they need that extra that extra inspiration they come there and that's what they know it's for and i think that once we looked at it like that like it's a piece to the puzzle to our lives it's not everything you Mm -hmm. know that it got really really clear and i think that in CCV, you know, the affirmations, the figuring out who you are, figuring out what your goals are, what you consume, it's, it's all so important because if you don't do it, and I've said this many times, like if you don't make your rules, someone else is going to make them for you. Yeah. You know, so if like you don't decide your destiny, if you don't decide what the fuck you want, if you don't, if you don't figure out what days you want to work a week, someone else is just going to tell you. And like, if you want to just have someone else tell you that that's fucking fine. But if you want to decide what your 
is, is happening in your life, if what, what something means to you, what you make time for, what you consume, who you're around, where your time goes, where your effort goes, how much fucking money you make, you know, what your weekends look like, do you call them weekends, how often do you go on vacation, what kind of car you fucking drive, all those things, you need to decide them. Mm-hmm. And it's fun deciding them. It's the fun part of fucking life. Yeah. Unless you think that you're not in control of those things and then it's fucking miserable because you just feel like a fucking victim. So I, I just, I feel like all those things are becoming so much more clear now that we're standing back at least once a week, we're taking a step back, we're looking at those things and we're saying, okay, cool. I don't like that aspect. I don't yeah. like this. I think that's one of the things that kind of aligned for me that I've been like trying to figure out the last few weeks with like, we relaunched a group heading into 2022, which was like an interesting thing because that's when everyone's like thinking like, all right, this year, what do I stand for? What are the resolutions? What yeah. are this and that? And I think one of the cool things that I've been trying to figure, not cool things, but one of the stressful things I've been trying to figure out over like the last few weeks is what does actually make me happy. Yeah. And like, it's a scary thing to think about mm-hmm. because it's a lot of responsibility too. Once you figure it out. It, yeah. And I think one of the cool or one of the things that we're really doing with the group and kind of what we're talking about and even just our conversations amongst ourselves is like defining and measuring what success looks like for you. Yeah. And it's going to change and it's going to be different points in times where the the progress today might line up differently than it did in the past or it mm-hmm. might equal success today and then a year from now it doesn't equal success. But really defining that for you I think is like really important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think even like looking at that, right? Um, and that's one of the things back when we went – so we visited one of my friend's businesses that is, you know, doing extremely well. Mm-hmm. And you and I walked through their office and – in the past, we've been very influenced by that. We've very, we've come back and we've been like, cool, we need to hire this person. We need to do this. And this last time, I think we were so clear on what we want out of life that when we looked at that, it was a completely different lens. And mm-hmm. we were able to leave and be like, oh, no, that's cool, but that's not what I want. Yeah. And it's like we both agreed. And I think that it's just it's been a really, really cool journey um, that, I've been, that I've enjoyed a lot. Anyway, what's your next car? What's my next car? Yeah. Or are you just like cool with the Panna forever? The weird thing for me is not having like that dream next car yeah. right now. Like I drove the Panna in today and I fucking love that car. Cool. And like, yeah, it'd be cool if I had a fucking Urus or Ferrari, but like, do I really want one? No. Yeah. And like, I'm happy with, so it's weird not having like that big next uh-huh. monet. I don't want to say monetary goal, but that, that yeah. thing that you're striving toward and yeah. working toward. Um, it was fun always dreaming like, Ooh, one day I'm going to have a pen and you play with the fucking hot wheels on your desk. Uh But now I don't have that. Yeah. The uh, new house is like on my list. New house is a really good one. I don't think the timing is any time soon. Really? I think you need to set your goals bigger. You sound like a little bitch. It's just the, the area, you know, the area, right? I know the fucking area, bro. I'm looking, I'm doing the same thing. I I got too spoiled. And too lucky with the house I have now. Yeah. From like a location perspective. Yeah. You crushed and, it with your house now. Yeah. Thanks to you. I scared you. You were my safety blanket. Mm-hmm. It was, hey, put the offer in. And if you get cold feet and want to back out, Rob will take it. And I was like, all right. There's, I have no fear uh, to put this offer that's, in. That's not how I remember that. That's, how, that's what Drew told me you would do. So, so what happened was. You weren't even there. I wasn't there. Okay, let's hear your I wasn't story. there. Well, hear your version, then we'll hear my okay, version. Okay, so my version is, Drew's like, hey, I think Austin found a house he's going to buy. Uh-huh. 
And I said, cool, send me photos of it. And then he sent me photos and I said, is Austin going to buy it? And he, and he was like, oh, I don't know. He's not sure. He's scared. And uh-huh. I said, okay, cool. I'll buy it. <laughs> and he was like, wait, you want it? And I was like, yeah. I was like, tell him full cash offer, two week close. I'll take it. And Drew was like, uh, well, what if Austin wants it? I was like, well, tell him to make up his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And then tell Liz, my realtor, that I'll, that I'll buy it. Cause essentially how it works is Drew's the one who deals with mm-hmm. everything. So like I look at a house and I say, I want that house. And then he asks me an offer and I just say the offer and then he gives me a paper to sign. So I said, yeah, I, I want it. I'll buy it. And then I came back like three or four days later <laughs> and Drew was like, well, you saying you were going to buy it made Austin want to buy it. Um, but he's still not sure, but he's, so he's going he's gonna to put an offer in today. And I said, okay, when you put the offer in, if Austin doesn't want it or for any right. reason, have the contingency be that I will buy it 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. That's fairly accurate, yeah. yeah. The, the, so the weird part for me was I wasn't house shopping. Yeah. I was living in the apartment. I wasn't looking for a house. At the time, did you have the farmhouse? Probably. Drew it. I, all I know is Drew was going to look at it and was like, yo, there's a house over in Whitefish. Like, I, I don't know if you're looking or what your plan is, but like, just come look at it. It could, it could be fun for you. And I went and looked at it. And once I saw the garage, I was like, whoa, this no, it's cool maybe. I, and I wasn't in the market, but I did have money saved up. And obviously I didn't plan on living in a fucking apartment my whole life. So Nadia wasn't even here. I still get shit for mm-hmm. that. And yeah. Me knowing that you would buy it if I got cold feet, I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do an what, offer. What don't you like about your house? That's a great question. Uh, the bathroom? Because I'm dealing with a lot of the same stuff. So, like, my master's not big enough. My bathroom's not big enough. I don't have a walk-in closet. So, I'm in the same position you are. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're in different positions. Everything but, you said you don't like about your is the same. Like, cause it, and it, then, you know, essentially my house, you, you know my house. My house is awesome. Yeah. But, for me, it's not exactly what I want. So, I'm like... I'm running into a lot of issues um, to where if I want to sell my house, if I, I, I mean, I got an offer for my house for ridiculous amounts the other day. But then where do you go? But then, so, I mean, whatever. Like, yeah. So in, in what I got offered the price for my house, uh, Liz called me with a cash offer. Looking at other houses in that market, I don't like any of them. So, like, I would need to spend double yeah. to get the house that I want, and I don't even see those houses. So even, like... And I'll, and I'll say the number, but like even in between under $10 million here, mm-hmm. there's nothing that I like. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to leave my house. So what I've been looking at is if I can creatively redesign my house, you know, if I can add on to my bathroom, you know, I've been looking like my main garage, mm-hmm. turning that into a walk-in closet yeah. and then building another garage. It's so funny you're saying all this. Why? Because like this morning, because mm-hmm. Nadia and I get up and get ready for work at the same time. We both get up at 4.30 and whatever. And this morning, like, while we're both trying to brush our teeth, and I'm, like, just disappointed. Because I've been on Zillow a lot recently. And I'm looking, I'm like, I wonder if I could just put a double sink here and do this, and then all of a sudden I like this bathroom, Mm -hmm. and it gets me another three years out of this house. Um, Bro, even looking at your house, you know that, like, between your garage and your house master, Mm -hmm. there's that weird area? Bro, if you just finished that, that but, would add on closet. That would add on bathroom. And then not only that, you would have direct access from your master to your garage. But to does it make simulator. sense to put 
at what point does it make sense to put so much money into a house that you know you don't plan on living in forever? So, so for me personally, so I'm, am I going to be Your house or? is like too wild though. Like it's not relatable. It's relatable. Like, like, use, like use my house as an example. No. So, so for my house, right? Like my back porch, right? Uh-huh. I, I overspent on my back patio. Okay. A lot. It was way too fucking expensive. Um, and then like my addition is going to be way too fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm looking at it this way. All right. There's, there's a couple different mindsets and I, and this is the, one of the mindsets that I hate. And it's one of the mindsets that we can talk about in a later pot. We'll probably talk about in the private podcast, but like, I think you and I, because we've worked so hard and we've come from nothing that we have, or although it might not seem like it to the listeners, but we have like this really fucking ruthless scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. which is why projects that we should get rid of, we hold on to, mm-hmm. you know, or things that aren't working. We like just fucking fight them and try to make them work because there almost is this scarcity mindset of like, yeah, but we have to make this work. Right. Yeah. And I think that one of the things I've learned with updating my house is dude, my house is like fucking everything. Mm-hmm. So I can either sit in my house and think, okay, I'm going to keep looking for these new houses. And then every night I dream or I criticize things or maybe I can even overpay a little bit to do an addition to my house or do something to my house. Like even painting my living room, right? Like I way overpaid for that. Mm. Now painting my living room. um, I think I paid like five grand to paint my living room, but the return that I got of feeling like I was making progress on my house and feeling like I was making my own, it took the stress off me at night looking for new houses on Zillow. So I think that let's say even you put a hundred thousand dollars into your house, right? Yeah. You're looking at yourself and you're like, okay, cool. I put a hundred thousand dollars in myself. You, you still have that inequity and that might even add more to your house. Right. But in the meantime, I think that don't look at it as I'm going to lose a hundred thousand dollars. Look at it as me having more connection to my house and then also me having more projects going, dude. You know that. Like, if you have projects going and you're winning, it feels really fucking good. Yeah, and then that's what, like, so getting the deck done for me was cool because I'm like, yeah. all right, I know that's going to clean up the look of the house. It'll buy mm-hmm. me another year, two years in here. Yeah. I'm All of a sudden, I'll be proud to have my family come mm-hmm. out and see it. Then the next step is, like, yeah, if I was to put when we talk about putting like 50 grand or a hundred grand into a house, it's like, if I don't see myself here in three years, does that make sense right now? Yes, it does. You think so? I think so. I mean, I think from, from my perspective, if you were to put a hundred grand in your house, if you're planning on selling in three years, you're going to get 200 out. Like that's, that's how that market's working. And either you can save up your equity in the house and then just sit around and save for three fucking years, like an asshole, or you can put that addition on or put that thing in right now. And one, you're going to have the monetary value, but bigger than that, you're going to feel cool because it's your fucking bathroom. This is the sink that you picked out. This is, you know, now you have a heated floor. Now Mm. you like whatever you want to do to change that it's yours. And you have the, and not only that, dude, I know that you feel really good about wins. Mm -hmm. Like, so something like progress is so important to you and you waiting around for three years is zero fucking progress yeah. and you're going to start to resent your house more and more. So if you make that progress, it's not only the monetary and it's what, what you're going to up the value of your house, but it's also the fact that you're feeling like you're accomplishing something, which is yeah. way more important to me than saving up fucking money. Like mm-hmm. I, I like money. I like that number seeing that all go, but something about progress to me, which is a lot of times why 
when things start running more smooth for us or we feel, you know, like even Flagner fail right now, right? Like we're making all these different moves and a lot of them aren't reflected in sales right now, but it's like, but I feel better. Yeah. And we're, we're really quick to say that with the, with the business, right? Like, oh, but the vibe feels better. Oh, maybe the comments didn't show up on that photo, but posting that photo felt really good. Relate that to your house mm-hmm. and relate that to the fact that like, yeah, maybe financially I'm not going to like triple my money or double my money or like maybe I'll even break even. Like worst case scenario, let's say you break even, right? So you're going to get that $100,000 back, but that feeling is there. That feeling's worth so much fucking money. Yeah. But you don't, it's hard to put that on it because the same thing, it's hard to give yourself a permission slip to actually fucking do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. We should go back to work soon too. I mean, we've, because I don't know how long we've been in this fucking podcast studio. Only like, 40 oh god see you looked at your phone guys just a reminder we appreciate everyone (laughs) um we have a bunch more work to do today so we can't be hidden i I like being hidden down this podcast studio with you but uh i can't stay here all day okay thank you guys sorry i took a little couple weeks off but we're fucking back and uh we'll try to keep hitting every wednesday we will say good night dana good night dana